Good morning, everybody. It is Friday, February 5th, 2021. Wait a minute. It's not the morning, is it? No, it's not the morning. This morning, I had uh, parent-teacher conferences to go to. Uh, so and uh, So what? So it's important. You got to do stuff for your kids when it's time. So I went into the school. Well, I'll tell you that in a second. Let's, uh, let's start the show first. I'm Dan Benjamin. You can follow me anywhere that you like, at Dan Benjamin. That includes places like Twitter or Instagram or YouTube or really anywhere. That's the place to go. And that's where you'll find me. And of course, right here on YouTube, uh, you're going to want to like and subscribe and see how there's a little bell. You hit the little bell and you'll get a notification when I start the show. And that's wonderful because you will be up to date with the latest and greatest news and analysis and bizarre opinions that I have to offer you. So do that. And of course, a lot of people watch on Periscope. I can see the numbers. The numbers are right there. And most of you are on Periscope at first. And that's because Periscope announces it on Twitter and it scrolls by. And they're like, oh, what's that? And they click it. And then they watch for a minute and they realize I'm saying go over to YouTube. And then they go over to YouTube. And that's what happens. And I also want to say thanks to everybody who's supporting me on Patreon. Uh, it makes a big, big, big difference to me. Even if you only donate a dollar. And I have my can here today. Here's my can. This thing costs about a dollar. And I guarantee you that almost every single one of you over the course of a month buy something about like this. And what I'm saying is I give you 30 to 60 minutes, five days a week, every day of the week. Well, not weekends. And that's not worth this much to you? Well, shame on you. So go give me a buck or give me five bucks. Uh, it's going to make a big difference to me. And uh, I would like to say... Thank you to everyone who's doing that. Next week, I'm going to be doing a special way to thank everybody uh, on the air right here. And I hope that you like it. So let's get the show started. Uh, they, okay, so we'll start over here because this is, this is a kind of a, a sad, some sad news. Oh, good. The audio came through to you guys. That's all that I care about. I don't have to hear it. You hear it. I'm happy. Christopher Plummer is gone. He passed away. He, uh, famous, famous actor. Tons and tons of movies and shows. He was in The Sound of Music, uh, All the Money in the World, a true Hollywood legend, has passed away. Uh, he had an over 70-year career before he died. And this is, a, this is a nice article that kind of wraps up his career and talks about what he did. And, uh, you know, great actor. Uh, sorry to see him go. Most recently, he, he was the guy that stood in. You remember how after the whole stuff that happened with Kevin Spacey, uh, he stepped in and reshot all of the Kevin Spacey scenes in, in that one movie, whatever that movie was. Didn't see it. So goodbye to him, great actor, and uh, sorry to report that news to you. I'm sure you've heard about it already because I'm doing this at 5 p.m. Central Time instead of at, you know, 10 a.m. Central Time. What are you going to do about it? <clears throat> oh, Michelle Roberts, is that so? Michelle Roberts is saying that COVID vaccine is extremely safe, according to a UK regulator. And so when we talk about the UK, you know what happens. Uh, basically, uh, COVID vaccines being given to millions of people in the UK are extremely safe with mild expected side effects, says the country's drug regulator. Um, 22,820 suspected reactions were reported. Almost all were mild, such as a sore arm or a flu-like illness. Hmm. Uh, new research is showing that the AstraZeneca shot, and I refuse to call it a jab. I'm not calling it a jab. 
because I'm not from the UK and calling it a jab just sounds wrong to me. Uh, but they say that it protects against the new, what they're calling the Kent variant of COVID, which is the more contagious version that is now the dominant version. Because remember what I told you about good viruses, and that's the kind that spread faster. That's a good, successful virus. That's what's going on over there in the UK, and they think it's here right now. And uh, they're trying to update the shots so that it will be a better match. So what does that mean for people who are getting their shots? Just like uh, uh, Dave Test. That's a great last name, if that's your real last name. Dave Test in the chat room who says that you're getting your second dose on Wednesday. What if they're wrong? What if they're not covering against some of these? Do you wind up going back in time and getting a, another shot? Do you have to get a third? Can you get a third? But of course, they're going to tell you that the side effects are mild because, of course, they want you to get the shot. And I think they generally are mild. But every time I talk to somebody about this, even people who aren't conspiracy theorists, they say to me, you know what, Dan, I still don't trust it. I don't trust it. Well, I don't know what to tell you. But, you know, here's what they say. Uh, severe allergic reactions to the Pfizer vaccine can happen, but they're very rare. It says between one and two cases per 100,000 doses administered. Now, here's the bummer is if you're one of those people, it kind of sucks to be you. And then you don't want to be told the odds, as Han Solo likes to say. Did you know that the Lee? Oh, you know what? I was supposed to do my intro for this uh, segment. I forgot to do it. Excuse me. I'm in need of medical attention. Okay, the Levi Stadium is going to serve as a vaccination site. Have you heard about this? This is the 49ers Stadium. Uh, and on Friday, they announced that it will be a COVID-19 vaccination site. So this County of uh, Santa Clara Health System, it will be uh, showing up there, all of their staff. They'll open early next week. They're going to be able to handle 5,000 vaccinations a day, but they're planning to increase this capacity to 15,000 once they get more supplies. So you're going to be able to go there to a stadium that won't be in use, obviously, because football season is over. Of course, we got the, the big game. And there's a little note about the big game. I'll get to that in a second. Uh, but the big game, a.k.a. the Super Bowl happening this Sunday. And crap, I forgot to put in my order for barbecue. That sucks. Now I don't know what to do. It's been a busy day. Okay. Bygones. The reason that they call it the big game is because the word Super Bowl is like copyrighted and you need to pay money if you talk about it. So if you see these commercials on TV that say, oh, you're going to love the big game, the big game, that's because they can't say Super Bowl without paying extra. Isn't that crazy? And yes, we have a little, a little taste. But that's all you get any more than that. And they'll come after me. Uh, so our next story. Good news, 49,000 jobs were added in January, but there's also a grim sign for the jobs recovery. You can say, wait a minute, why, is, why have we lost steam, according to this article in CNN Business, because 49,000 jobs were added? Well, the nation is still down nearly 10 million jobs since before the pandemic. Friday's January jobs report, that's today, also showed the unemployment rate fell to 6.3%. That's beating economists' expectations. It's the uh, first decrease in two months. The return of some jobs and a lower employment rate are good news, right? This is what we want to hear. But the U.S. labor market needs great news, not just good news. It needs great news. And here's a quote from somebody named Gregory Daco. It may look good, but it ain't. 
chief U.S. economist at Oxford Economics. He said uh, that it the numbers look good, but they need so much more. They need so much more. And here's a little chart. <laughs> that chart kind of says it all, doesn't it? That sucks. Uh, so yeah, good news, but not great news. We need great news. I have another article in it here in The Guardian uh, in case you want to get your news from The Guardian. That'll be in the show notes at danbenjamin.live. Go there to get all of these links. And yes, you asked for a newsletter. I'm giving you a newsletter and I don't know anything more about it yet because I haven't thought about it beyond the fact that I've decided to do it. Funny how. Uh, Robinhood has lifted all trading restrictions, including GameStop and AMC shares. We'll get a little bit of applause for that. Thank you very much. Trading platform removing the limits of shares individuals can purchase. Users are why. Users got super angry and they said, this isn't cool. And Robinhood said, okay. And that happened as of today. So you can now go and buy shares in all of the stocks that you couldn't buy earlier in the week until today, actually. Uh, and if you're one of those people that uh, follows Wall Street bets subreddit, now you can go and do whatever they tell you to do. And I was just talking to somebody earlier today who told me that they were in big on the GameStop news. And, uh, you know, I didn't get in on that because I was too busy doing this show for you. Oh, and I, I would love to show you this Newsweek article, but look at that. Newsweek won't let me because of pop up. Apparently, I've looked at too many Newsweek articles to tell you about anything from Newsweek today. So, ooh, Apple car production, shares of Japanese car companies rise and reports of talks. Now, wait a minute. I thought it would, the deal was with Hyundai, uh, but now maybe there's some other uh, Japanese car manufacturers in the mix here. Apparently, Apple has talked to at least six car makers. Do I have, do I have what I'm hoping I have down here? Dang it. Who comes in here and I think someone comes in here and changes this whole this whole soundboard. That comes someone is coming in here and changing it when I'm not here. Well, the Wall Street Journal is reporting Hyundai has talked to Apple about investing more than 3 billion in a deal that would see its subsidiary Kia begin building cars under the tech company's brand as soon as 2024. Under such an agreement up to 100,000 vehicles could be assembled in the first year in Georgia where Kia has a factory, but now maybe these uh, these Japanese uh, manufacturers are coming in. And why not? It would make sense. So who are they talking to? They're talking to uh, Nissan, Mitsubishi, uh, and they're saying maybe they're going to be uh, mixed in there. Who would you like to see make an Apple car? A CNBC report claimed that the first version of the car will, quote, not be designed to have a driver. Okay. As we noted uh, at the time back then, and as I've told you about, uh, the 2024 timescale for a fully autonomous car would be very ambitious. But could it happen? Could Apple pull it off? Would Apple be kind of amazing if they could do that? Yeah, I think so. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Some scary news for people who are uh, Mac users oh, and use Chrome. Uh, security flaw has been actively exploited. It is time to update your version of Chrome if you use Chrome. It says uh, you want to update it immediately. There's a really good article here on 9to5Mac uh, where they're explaining it. Basically, there is something called a heap buffer overflow in their version. And uh, Google heard about it. And as quickly as they could, they released a patch for it. But too late. 
A lot of people are already apparently been using this, but this was basically a targeted state-sponsored attack. It's a zero-day exploit that they have revealed. Now other people are going to start using it. So here's what you do. You go, you go to the Chrome menu. You go to About Google Chrome, and then there's an option under there where you can update it. And you know what I recommend? Flip the little toggle that says Get Automatic Updates. Uh, you kind of want to have that on. So uh, Dave Test says it's his real name. And uh, he says all variants still rely on the same spike protein, which is what the vaccine targets. So he's he's comfortable with his vaccine. So thanks uh, very much uh, so what? to him for that. Snoopy, you hear about the Snoopy show? Yeah, look at this. This is a little new TV series came out of nowhere. It's right on the Apple homepage, Apple TV homepage. So if you go there, uh, you can you can learn about this. It has uh, little Snoopy characters that run around and promote the show launch. It's very cute. Uh, but it says, starring the world's most famous beagle and his best bud, Woodstock. He is a dog like no other. Whether he's flying high in the sky or searching for treasure at the bottom of the sea, he's always up to something fun. So gather your gang and get ready to follow along with the Snoopy show only on Apple TV. So I think there's a lot of people who like Snoopy. Kids might like Snoopy. Uh, so here is it. Can we show can we show this? Okay, we're going to try showing this. Let's see if this works. Oh, wow, it's loud. Sorry about that. Look what I have. We're going to be best friends. See, I, there it is. You go, but you know what? I, I, have to, I have to interrupt the show for a second and talk about this. That doesn't sound like Charlie Brown to me. It's close, but it doesn't sound like Charlie Brown to me. Sorry. Anyway, go watch a Snoopy show. It's going to be great. Did you hear that uh, Tom Holland wants to start directing, which is interesting, but you know what he says? He says that Spider-Man 3 is the most ambitious superhero film of all time. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. He said that, uh, he says this is the most ambitious standalone superhero movie ever made. That's his quote from this. And he doesn't really <laughs> go into why. He just says it is. Uh, and uh, and he just says that it is like going to be totally amazing. But what's also interesting is I uh, I heard that um, that he is denying that Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield are going to be in this thing. And we kept hearing the rumors that they are and that they were signed and they were on set and everything else. But here's what he says. And this is a quote from him. He says, you sit down, you read the script and you see what they're trying to do and they're succeeding. It's really impressive. I've never seen a standalone superhero movie quite like it. And I'm just, you know, again, that lucky little SH, you know what, who appears to, uh, who happens to be Spider-Man in it. We get a lot more shooting to do. We started before Christmas and shot for seven weeks. We stopped for the Christmas break and we're starting again. I'm just as excited as everyone else to see it, let alone be part of it. You know, I love those movies. And I think Tom Holland's a really good Peter Parker. He's a really good Peter Parker. I think, I'm sorry, Tobey Maguire is my Peter Parker, you know, and 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 Spider-Man. And yeah, they've got the third film. But you know what? I am, I am unlike the Godfather trilogy, I embrace the third Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movie. It's so bad that it's kind of good. Uh, did you know? I didn't even know this. But Pete, they thought that there could be life on Venus? But there isn't no life on Venus at all. Here is a picture of Venus to prove it. No life. See, nobody. You can't see any cities, nothing. That's how they know. That's not how they know. In September of 2020, astronomers announced the possible detection of phosphorus. 
phosphine on Venus. That's your name, dude. On our own world, phosphine is mostly produced by life. And the detection of the gas in the atmosphere of Venus could have suggested life. However, there is a study from the University of Washington, also known as the Debbie Downers of universities, because they say that the chemical markers thought to be caused by phosphine may have been the result of just ordinary sulfur, you know, plain old normal sulfur dioxide. You know how boring that is. That's the most boring gas in the world. Everyone knows it. Ask anyone on the street. Instead of phosphine in the clouds of Venus, the data are consistent. Here we go again with scientists. Data are. I just want you guys to, to, to bring it home. Just come the, the rest of the way and say the data is. I know you like to pluralize it in academia and research, but just let's, let's go with is now. It's 2021. The data is consistent with an alternative hypothesis. They were detecting sulfur dioxide. It's the third most common chemical compound in Venus's atmosphere. It's not considered a sign of life. This is Victoria Meadows, a professor of astronomy at the University of Washington. So, so much for life on Venus. The Weekend, you heard of him. That's not his real name. He wasn't born with that name. That's just a code name. It's just his stage name, The Weekend. He has revealed that his Super, Super Bowl... If you have type 2 diabetes... Come on. I don't want this crap to play. Why does it start playing? Who wants this to play? You know, somebody sent me a, a link to an app called Hush. Hush. That's supposed to stop that. But it doesn't always work. It doesn't always work. Anyway, he says that this show will not have special guests. The Blinding Lights singer will take the Super Bowl halftime stage on February 7th. No special guests. Don't get excited. Missy Elliott's not going to pop out. Sting isn't going to come up out of the floor. No, none of that. He says, I've been reading a lot of rumors. I wouldn't bet on it. There wasn't any room to fit in the, in the narrative and in the story I was telling in the performance. So yeah, there's no special guests. So. Yes, of course. We knew that. No, we didn't. Maine apparently is a UFO hotspot. Did you know that? I did not know that Maine. And here's a picture of, I guess, the comet Neowise going across the main sky back in July of 2020. This is, this is another one of those things. It starts out looking like a news story and it's really just a story story. In August, 2014, a man walking his dog looked up at the night sky over the city. That's when he saw the mystery, a group of white lights, brighter than stars traveling faster than satellites. were skimming the tree lined horizon just behind his apartment building. I'm not going to read any more of that to you. Because if you want to hear this kind of thing, you can go read it yourself. Links are danbenjamin.live. But basically, there are tons and tons and tons of reports in Maine. For some reason, it's like a hotspot. Look at this graph. Once you see the graph, you know this means hotspot. Look, starting in 2006, these are all the reports filed. But this looks like really impressive. It looks like there's tons of reports. This is only 103 reports. Don't be fooled by charts, people. Just because... It looks exciting. Doesn't mean that it is. It's only 103 reports in the whole year of 2012, which was the biggest year that they had. And in 2020, 71 reports. This could be anything. Okay. So I'm just going to say, you know, okay. It's not that big of a deal. Uh, okay. This is a cool link here. I don't know what The Verge is doing with all these animations and pop-ups as I'm trying to get this. Well, listen to this. This is a really cool story. Uh, most of you have probably played or at least heard of Super Mario World, right? Well, 
Super Mario World, all of the music that was composed for that because of the limitations of the platform back then. Uh, and yes, Dave, my UFO show is still in the works. Uh, it is uh, it is called Out There. And uh, I'm lining up guests and finalizing the show art. I, I had a guy who was working on the show art and he's super busy and I haven't heard back from him in a little bit. Uh, so I may have to use like temporary show art, but who wants to launch with temporary show art? Not this guy. So I don't know yet what's going to happen. Okay. Yay! Okay. Anyway, these people went and found the music and this audio that was used for the music to make the music in an uncompressed format. Cause what we all heard on super Mario world is compressed. They went and found like the original sounds. And in some cases have actually been working to restore the original sounds and, and music. And, uh, and it's, it's really amazing. So it's, he's called the Brickster and all of the music is here. And it sounds really like, it sounds really different. Uh, let me play, let me play some for you. How about, uh, let's see if I can find it here. That's the underground. I was thinking more overworld. Uh, okay. Here's overworld and we'll play you the overworld with Yoshi. Sounds different, but the same, right? Anyway, if you want to hear all of them, link is in the show notes. Uh, they sound different and weird. Um, this article was sent in by uh, listener Lee. ACLU is suing on behalf of a man who gave the cop the finger. Can you believe this story? Let me read this to you. The Vermont chapter of the American Civil Liberties Union is suing on behalf of a man who was charged with a crime for giving a state police officer the middle finger. The suit was filed Wednesday on behalf of Gregory Bombard name, of St. Albans saying that Trooper Jay Riggin violated his rights under both the U.S. and Vermont constitutions. Vermonters who want to protest the actions of police through words or gestures have a constitutionally protected right to do so, ACLU staff attorney Jay Diaz said in a statement. The abuse of power by a Vermont state trooper is a clear example of just how over-policied our communities are, over-policed, sorry, our communities are. Vermont state police spokesman Adam Silverman said it is name, the department's practice not to comment on pending litigation. Uh, basically, um, Riggin, so they say, Riggin stopped uh, Bombard's vehicle in St. Albans on February 9th, 2018, because he believed Bombard had showed him the middle finger. Bombard denied the, uh, the allegation. Um, once the initial stop was concluded, Bombard said he cursed and displayed the middle finger. He was stopped again and arrested on a charge of disorderly conduct. His car was towed and the charges were dismissed, but now he's suing. What do you think about that? Do you think that that should... Hi, Daniel. Shower. Uh, you're going to get it. That's your name, That's your dude. Name. Yeah, glad you caught the show live. Uh, what do you think about that? Should you be able to give a cop a middle finger? Should you be able to cuss out a cop? Is that freedom of speech? Is it freedom of expression? Or is it somehow an offense is it an assault is it different if you were to do that to a friend or an enemy compared to a police officer do police officers have some kind of special protection against that if a police officer pulls you over and uh, and writes you let's say you're let's say you're at fault okay here's the scenario let's say you're at fault and you pull you're, you're speeding and you're pulled over and they say you were going 10 miles an hour over the speed limit, sir. And you say, okay, 
and they say, let me see your license and registration. You give it to them and, uh, and, and, and he gives it back to you. And you look at the police officer and you say, I feel that you are a jerk for giving me this ticket, even though I was breaking the law. Could you go to jail for that? Could you be arrested for that? What if you said the F word, F you to the police officer, could you be arrested for that? What if you just gesture and give them the middle finger? These are good questions and I don't have any answers, but I'm very curious and I will follow up on this story because this is the kind of thing that I think is, is kind of crazy. Okay, now in some lighter news, look at this. Look at this. Look at this little guy. Sorry for those of you who are just listening. Shame on you. Uh, this is the smallest reptile on earth. It is a chameleon subspecies. It is the size, they're saying, of a seed. Two of the lizards were discovered by a German Madagascan expedition team in, where else, Madagascar? It's called a Brookesia nana, or a nano chameleon. It has the body of just 13.5 millimeters. It is the smallest of about 11,500 known species of reptiles, according to the Bavarian State Collection of Zoology in Munich. Its length from top to tail is just 0.86 inches. The female, though, is much bigger, 29 millimeters. They said that they have yet to find any other specimens, but they're looking. But you know what? They can't find them because they're too small. <laughs> okay, here's some cool footage. This was sent in by a listener, Teresa, who uh, this is a drone footage that shows a lone boater pushing ice away from the coast of an island in Finland. Okay, look at this. So you can see uh, the boat the of the down here, and it's a little sped up, but it's sort of kind of stuck together in like a little bit of an ice sheet, and he's just got a rowboat, and he's just using his own rowboat to push, <laughs> to push the ice out of the way. Look at that. Isn't that crazy? So don't listen to them when they say you can't do it on your own. But you know what? That's all I've got, uh, except for some of this follow-up here uh, that says, um, that says in Australia, oh, Liz is, hi, Liz. Hi, Liz. You're here. It's Liz. Uh, in Australia, the police can't charge you for cussing or gestures. I didn't think that they could here either. <laughs> Dave's, Dave. He says, it's not the size of the lizard, but it's how you use it. So with that, I'm going to end the show today. I'm Dan Benjamin. You can follow me anywhere that you want at Dan Benjamin. Remember to like and subscribe. And remember when you do that, you're not saying, Dan, I like your show. You're saying, YouTube, I like Dan's show. And it helps it rise up and eventually maybe even make it on the main page of YouTube. What? Is that going to happen? Yeah, of course it is. And of course, you can support the show on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Dan Benjamin. You're saying that I'm not worth this much to you. Shame on you. Give, give me a buck. Give me five bucks. Give me more. And if you donate at the level of $10 or more, I will do a free voiceover for you. That's right. So go to patreon.com slash Dan Benjamin to learn more about that. I sure do appreciate everything that y'all do. And uh, next week, we're going to have some more uh, special stuff for you. I don't want to give it away, but it's stuff I've been working on for a while. And uh, I sure do hope you like it. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in, and uh, have a great weekend, and I'll see you on Monday morning.